Welcome to my podcast, Tricks of the Trademark. This is Eric Pelton with another podcast episode in which I share advice and experience based on my 20 years of working with clients around the world to protect and strengthen their brands. It's 2020, and unfortunately, we're all still dealing with the coronavirus and COVID-19, and that means that we are dealing with masks, wearing them, glasses fogging up, trademarks related to masks, a whole lot of trademark application filings related to masks, but I wanted to just cover a few things related to masks and trademarks, and I don't know if your family's like mine, but you can see we have a whole bucket full of masks by our door. And for example, we've got the softball mask with my daughter's number, jersey number, shout out to the Firebirds and the Firebird softball team. We've got, maybe you've got also homemade masks. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Misty, who made this beautiful mask. We've got masks with a message that you can order, you know, from a whole variety of websites. This one says, freedom of speech, assembly of the press, religion to petition. Shout out to the Rondaza family. And this mask company was actually started by the daughter of a lawyer friend of mine. And freedom of clothing sells some really cool masks with a message about important constitutional values and other things like that. Maybe you've got more like surgical quality N95 masks. And here's actually a really nice fancy mask from a client of mine. It comes with hooks for wrapping them and extra holes on the straps for the hooks to connect in the back of your head to make it a little bit more comfortable so it's not pulling on your ears. And you can check out the cool upside down 13 logo there from client Vi13. Shout out to them. These are really nice, uh, comfortable masks. And for my wife who works in a restaurant all day wearing a mask, she really appreciates the quality and comfort of that one in particular. So masks and trademarks are intersecting just like trademarks intersect with everything else. Another way I wanted to just briefly discuss how masks and trademarks intersect and provide a example for trademark applicants is when you go to apply at the USPTO, you need to, of course, describe the products and services accurately and with enough specificity. So if you apply, like many people have in the last six months, for a mark in connection with masks, you will get a refusal, an office action from the USPTO because they do not consider masks specific enough. There are knit masks, there are surgical masks, there are scuba masks, there are other types of masks, and they can fall into different classes of products. And the USPTO will require the applicant to provide more detail regarding the nature of the masks. I share this because it's an example of how those details are really important to knowing the ins and outs of the application process. And what seems like a simple, basic description, everybody knows what a mask is in 2020. Well, the USPTO knows, but they want to know more about what particular type 
of mask it is, that's going to affect how it gets examined, how much you might have to pay in fees, what classes it's going to fit into, and how quickly you can get approved for registration at the USPTO. So keep wearing a mask when you're out there. And if you have any other questions about your trademark application process, feel free to reach out to me. You've been listening to Tricks of the Trademark with me, Eric Pelton. I've been making trademarks bloom since 1999. For more information about my trademark services, visit my website at ericpelton.com. Thanks for listening.